This week on The Star Parent, we're going to have a very dear friend of mine, Sharon Rideout, joining us just to share her personal story about her faith and how she's evolved as a spiritual being. Thank you for tuning in to The Star Parent. Hi, Lorraine. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Good morning again. I'm so glad we fixed. Hopefully we fixed this technical issue. <laughs> yes, yes. There's always technical issues the first couple of times. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's funny. Um, I guess in life, it's the same way too, right? You get so yes. many different <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for joining us. This is the first kind of get you're my first guest actually on the Star Parent uh, podcast. And I'm just really happy that uh, it's you because um my my parenting game actually changed a lot um, when I became, I guess, more spiritual. And the reason why that happened, I think, was because I was surrounded by a person who was very spiritual themselves, and it kind of just trickled down in in a natural way. So I've known Sharon now for about know, maybe five or seven years. I had a daycare, um, and we take our children to um, activities in a community um, space, which happened to be the basement of a church uh, where Sharon was working. So every Monday and Wednesday, we would see Sharon because she would let us into the building and uh, help us with the children to come downstairs. And we just had a two minute, three minute, hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. You need help with the children. Here are the lights, turn them on. And I'll see you next time kind of thing. And then when we would leave, we would press the little button button and say, bye, Sharon, every time. And that was my interaction with Sharon for four or five years, really. And then uh, I started taking some classes on parenting and spiritual development and professionalism and all these things. And I just was searching for answers to help myself become better. And after these classes and courses, I would often meet with Sharon on a weekly basis outside of my work. And we would talk about, you know, things that would come up, you know, forgiveness, uh, faith, um, you know, being worried and, and, and overstressing, and being able to, you know, make shifts. So I'm talking with Sharon and I'm taking these courses and all this information that Sharon's giving me for free, I'm getting in this course. And I'm just thinking to myself, why am I taking these courses when I could be learning with Sharon? And then I'm asking Sharon, where are you getting this information from? And then she shared with me about her life and how she evolved as a, a woman, as a mother. Um, and I just wanted to share that with you all today because there's different types of spirituality, and this is just one of them that had a huge impact in my life. So, Sharon, if you could just tell us a little bit about your early life, because you have adult children now. Yeah, yes, I do. They're, they're both in their 40s and uh, very independent. Uh, uh, my daughter lives in Dubai, and uh, my son is married and, and lives on the South Shore. So I would have to say they both grew up to be very uh, independent and very, like, I think, knowing what they want mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and going for it. 
Because when I think of my daughter when she was younger, I mean, I thought I was going to be, you know, she, she was the type of person, uh, baby who just clung to you. Mm. And, and the fact that she's now all grown up and living in Dubai <laughs> amazes me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to say that. I mean, it's it's great how our children always surprise us, mm-hmm. which is out of our, our thoughts of expectation. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. So um, I grew up in, in a Christian home, um, you know, went to a church, you know, like since I was a baby. Um, my mother was the Sunday school superintendent. Uh, but I think, you know, as all kids, as they get older, especially when they get to be teenagers, church is usually the last place you want to be. <laughs> you know, you, you find it boring and you sort of go off and, and, and do your own thing. But uh, I find God has a sense of humor because later on in my life, uh, I ended up working for a church uh, for 16 years. Right. You know, and uh, worked there and, until I retired uh, a, a couple of years ago. Right, right. Now, let's back up a little bit, Sharon, because there, you're missing a really juicy part of your story here. And that's what oh, captivated me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't leave that out now. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the juicy part for me was when... I was, see, I have always been very spiritual. I grew up in a Baptist home myself. And what really turned me off to the church was the way I was treated as a child. And we grew up in a predominantly white community and the church was predominantly white as well. So when we'd go to Sunday school, my brothers and sisters and I were often the victims of a lot of bullying and very passive aggressive bullying. So it was just not a fun place for me to go. Um, So I grew up knowing that I was loved by God, but I didn't want to go to church. So when I started getting older, I really wanted to find out my path. Was it religious? What was it? So I started to study um, Islam when my son was born. And I practiced that for like six years. And then I went into Buddhism and Hinduism. I studied, I studied the Torah. And I, when I moved to Montreal, I was introduced to the tarot. And then I started looking into the tarot and realizing that all faiths were kind of weaved in through it, but I never actually studied Christianity. So when Sharon and I were talking, she shared with me something about her past that made me really realize that I need to study the Christian faith. So Sharon, do you wanna send us that little juicy nugget? (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, I, I think for me, what what turned me off at the time was I just felt there was a lot of rules and regulations, but like man-made. Mm-hmm. And I just found church to, to be boring. I didn't see anything uh, relevant yeah. uh, to, to my life at, at that particular time. And for a while, I did turn to things to do with the occult. I found it. I found it exciting. I found it, you know, it was supernatural, and um, got into doing things with uh, the Ouija board and and reading a lot of stuff. But then a lot of weird things started happening to me, and 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 scared me, mm-hmm. and and 
you know, it's like, okay, it's like, I don't want anything more to, to do with this because, you know, I, I was seeing things and things were happening to me that um, I thought, you know, <laughs> and like to this day, I, I do not want to have anything to do with, with the occult. Mm -hmm. And I am very careful about what I get involved in because mm -hmm. I believe you can very easily open up a door to things that, that are not good. So, yes. <laughs> so now that you experienced that, and then you also had this experience early in your life with a church that you weren't particularly fond of, how did you weave that into being more spiritual yourself as a parent? Like what, what shifted you? What made you make a, another turn? Okay. I like, I never really totally left the church. I mean, for a while I didn't go to church um, okay. after I first got married, but then as my kids got older, I wanted them to go to Sunday school. You know, mm. I, I wanted them to have that upbringing. So I started to go back basically uh, for them. Mm. You know, because I wanted them to have, even though I got to a point where I didn't want anything to do with it, I wanted them to have that, uh, that, that teaching. And, right. um, but I was uh, in a very, it was not a good marriage that I was in. Mm -hmm. And I think the turning point was actually on my 30th birthday. I, I was feeling very old. I felt old. I felt like my life was over. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember sitting on my, my front balcony, just really having a pity party for myself. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I I wasn't even thinking about God, I think, at that particular moment, but I just felt like this, there was this voice, and I believed it was God's voice, and, and it said to me, it's time to get serious with God. And I remember just pausing and thinking about that and saying, yes, you're right. I need to start doing that, and I think that was my sort of the beginning of my journey uh, back to God. And I think, you know, timing, timing is everything mm -hmm. because things in my marriage got worse after that, to be perfectly honest with you, mm -hmm. especially for the next four years. And I mm -hmm. think if I had not made that decision at that point, I, I don't know what would have happened to me. I, I really don't, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't even know if I would be alive today. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think God knows, <laughs> you know, when yes. he needs to speak to us. And I think there was like a fork in the road there. And I said, yes, yes. I, you know, it's it's time to get serious with, with God. So how did that? OK, I, first of all, I love this story. This story always makes me tingle a little bit. I think that was the story that really turned me into looking more to the Bible for, for answers, mm -hmm. um, especially in the past two years. So I, I love that you share that story with me. Um, what's coming up right now is now that you've wanted to come back to God and you were at that time bringing your children to Sunday school just for the sake of the teachings, what did spiritual parenting look like for you after you made that choice to, 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 to go with God? 
was it still Sunday school teachings? Was it still, what, what, what changed? What made it more natural for you? I think for me, it was getting back into the word of God myself, getting back into the Bible and, mm-hmm. and reading it. Um, that's what got me through most days, mm-hmm. because, especially reading the, the Psalms and uh, the book of Isaiah. Um, I really felt that God was speaking to me through, you know, some of those scriptures. And mm-hmm. it, it just kept me going. It like to say, I felt like I was in a spiritual battle for my survival. Mm. I kind of felt like I was in survival mode and it was the word of God that was getting me through it. Yeah, I can, I can very much relate to that. Yeah. He just, Sorry, go ahead. Go on. Yeah, and and I think that was what eventually gave. I mean, I ended up having to end my marriage, okay. uh, you know, for my own <laughs> physical, mental, and emotional, uh, you know, well-being. Um, you know, and you know, I I think, it, you know, it was only with God's help that I that I was able to to okay. to get through that. I was just going to ask that question, like, what would you say to somebody going through that right now? Like in that, in that goo, I call it the goo. What would you say to somebody who, who's not necessarily religious? Well, I would say if you were in an abusive marriage that you, you need, you know, you need to get help. You need to get support and mm-hmm. if necessary. You need to find a safe place to go. I, you know, I don't think God ever wants us to be in a situation where we are being abused. Right. That's right. He wants us to find our peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though sometimes that is going through the dark, the dark places, because uh, once I became, I guess, more serious about my faith and just faith in God, faith in the universe, I have uh, multi levels of beliefs. Um, so when I became more serious, that's when the worlds around me started to start to crumble. Actually, I ended a marriage as well. And, um, I lost a lot of friends that I believe were very close to me. And as I started becoming more aware and more, more awake, I guess they say woke Mm -hmm. when I became more woke, Mm -hmm. um, those, those fake friends, those false friends started to trickle away. Even a teacher that I had, which I admired quite dearly, um, when I started becoming more into myself and more empowered with, with the spirit and the word, um, that relationship fizzled out. So you're right. There's, there's ways that the universe works magically to put us in the spaces where we're supposed to be. Now, I wanted to ask you a question, um, Sharon, because not everybody's religious, not everybody's super spiritual, but would you recommend a program or some kind of, you know, bridge for someone to just be curious about what spirituality means to them? Uh, Yes, yes, uh, definitely. Sorry, I would uh, recommend the Alpha Course. Um, This is something that I've been uh, involved with, well, for a few years, uh, well, going back into the the 90s. um, I ended up being a a leader uh, in the Alpha course and eventually an advisor. 
and uh, did it for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, I think Alpha Course helped a lot of people on their spiritual journey. And uh, just recently uh, started doing it again uh, online. And uh, I'm doing I'm, it for the second time. And I, yeah. I love it. I really love the videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I find, you know, Alpha stands for the, the beginning, you know, and I think it's a great course to, to lay a foundation for mm -hmm. uh, someone's spiritual journey. Um, it is Christian. It is based on, on the Bible. And um, yeah, I would recommend that for anyone. And there was another course that I also did, which was the, um, the Purpose Driven Life. Oh, yeah, think, that was. Yeah. A, yeah so that was with Rick, Rick Warren. Yes, that's right. Because, you know, everyone wants to know why am I here? You know, what is my mm -hmm. purpose? Right. And that, again, is another course that's, you know, based on the Bible. And, uh, you know, I would recommend that for, for, for people as well. Yeah, I, I remember I did that. That was actually the first book you gave me. Yes. You gave it to me for my birthday or something or yes. Christmas. I can't remember. But I just remember sitting on my desk for the longest time and I just didn't open it. I was like, Oh, thank you, Sharon. Thanks for the book. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, one day I decided, okay, I'm going to do the first one. And then I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty easy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the second one. And then I really just became a thought provoking kind of meditative practice on a daily basis that really uh, put me one step closer to where I am right now. So yeah. Yeah. God's timing. God's timing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's so true. So, mm -hmm. Shan, one last question. If you could step into my shoes right now, um, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Uh, in regards to parenting in regard or, or yeah. in regard? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I have to think about that. No worries, I, I, take your time. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, uh, look, okay, everything with me, I guess, is in hindsight, because I can look back and think of all the mistakes I made, you know, mm -hmm. I could probably write a book <laughs> about all the <laughs> mistakes that I've made. And, and I think, first of all, you know, when you're going to have kids, you got to make sure you've chosen the right father. You know, to oh, be the Lord. father of that's, that's of, another podcast right there. Yes, I don't I know. <laughs> of these children, you know, I, I think, you know, sometimes we make decisions way too quickly. Like any I always say to someone when you know when you're in a relationship, take your time. Don't rush into anything, you know? Um, you know, and then yeah, I would, yeah, take your time. And then, you know, when you do have children, when I look back, you know, I wish I had enjoyed them more. Mm. I wish I had loved them more. I, you know, I wish I had spent more time with them. Unfortunately, because of the situation that I was in, that at times was very difficult. You know, and they really did not have a, unfortunately, they did not have a father that really participated either and to this day again it's unfortunate you know neither one of them has a relationship with their father mm. you know and I think even if the relationship does not work out between you know the husband and the wife I mm -hmm. think you need to find yeah. ways to be a good co-parent yeah. and, and not to put your children in in the middle of you know what's going on between the two of you 
you know? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things I would like to redo, you know, and wish mm -hmm. I hadn't done. But, I mean, I, I can't change that now, you know? So right. I just have to be the best parent that I can be now to my kids, you exactly. know? Exactly. And I, I've, we, like, we've talked a lot, a lot about our children, and I've seen your relationship with your children change in the, for the better just over the past five years. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, your growth too. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's just about timing. Yes. Yes. You know, and I'm not the same person that I was now, you know, even when I, you know, in my thirties and forties, yeah. you know, I think yeah. I, I, hopefully I have learned from my mistakes yeah. and, you know, and Thank I, you. I think what I want to share with people is, you know, don't don't make the same mistakes I did. You know, this is what you should do instead. You know, this would be the better way to uh, to handle things. Well, thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your insight. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I just want to end our program with this simple question. What does spiritual parenting mean to you? And just take some time to think about that, because whatever it is, just seek it, ask for it, and do whatever makes you shine as a star parent. And that's all for today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We had a wonderful time with Sharon, and I'm just so excited to bring Andrew on next week to share his knowledge about the Enneagrams. Do your homework, and if you can, do the, the um, Enneagram Institute standard test. It's a paid test. I think it's the R-H-E-T-I test. I hope it's that. Anyways, Google it, and see, it's a pay, it's about 15 to $12. I recommend that you do this test if you're interested in understanding a little bit more about your spiritual path and understanding a little bit more about you and possibly ways to be better. Please do not rely on anybody to tell you what type you are. If anyone says, I can tell your type just by talking to you, I've calling BS. That's a very ego thing to say and do. And it also strips you of your own opportunity to seek out your own answers. Take about an hour or so just to go online Find this test, answer the questions as truthfully as possible. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And then tune in next week to find out more about the Enneagram basics. And we're hoping to start a momentum where we're constantly talking a little bit more about the Enneagrams and how we can apply it to our own spiritual well-being. I'll see you next week and thank you for tuning in to The Star Parent.